0: Welcome to the Rural Mutual Roundtable. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. The goal of this program is basically to visit with my friends from Rural Mutual Insurance, help you understand some of the things that you might not already be aware of when it comes to protecting your family, your farm, your home, your auto. And today, a new element that you may not have considered under the Rural Mutual umbrella, and that is life insurance and planning for your future. In studio with me is Jared Nelson. He is the agent and financial advisor with Rural Mutual Insurance. He's around South Central Wisconsin now, but you originally grew up in western Wisconsin, huh?
1: Yeah, I uh, grew up on a a 60-cow, 200-acre dairy farm, uh, Melrose, Wisconsin, in Jackson County. Uh, The cows were black and white, the tractors were green, Mm -hmm. and a beautiful place uh, to visit and grow up.
0: Excellent. How long have you been with Rural?
1: I have been with Rural since 2011.
0: And always doing this particular area of expertise?
1: Uh, yes, I was originally hired as the uh, estate planning and life insurance specialist mm-hmm. for the state of Wisconsin. So I have worked in all 72 counties. Mm-hmm. I've put on hundreds of seminars over the last decade, and I'm sure many listeners have maybe been to a few. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of the agents across the state doing farm succession planning, life insurance, and uh, financial planning as well
0: yeah let's you know this is kind of one of those tricky subjects jared and i were talking about where um a lot of times other things take priority you know insurance is easy because i want to make sure the kids are insured the vehicles are taken care of uh the shed the cattle etc but when it comes to life insurance and just thinking about that long long long-term play uh jared how do you get those conversations started you mentioned seminars are one good way where you get brought into conversations. tell me a little bit about how the process works on your end
1: Sure. Uh, great question. Estate planning and farm succession planning usually uh, is something that's been on on our farmers' minds for a long time. Uh, and a lot of times they just don't know where to where to start. They have the old will that they, they drew up from 1980 that says uh, the three kids get the, the farm split equally and Aunt Mary's going to watch them. Well, Aunt Mary's 90 and the kids are in their 50s and they still have the old will. And they know it's not adequate, they know it's not right, but uh, it, it's something that's easy to push to the back burner because when we don't know what to do, oftentimes we, we don't do anything.
0: Yeah, And you know, there are so many of these questions that are popping up now. Uh, everybody knows, everybody's heard that our agricultural population is aging. So when you begin that conversation, and it is not a clear-cut conversation, how do you get them to start talking about that, uh, writing it down? taking care of things life insurance is part of that possibility but uh, you know really what you're really looking at is trying to preserve that farmstead or keep that family kind of pulling in the same direction correct
1: correct uh, exactly life life insurance is simply a tool uh, one of the tools in our toolbox that can be helpful in in creating liquidity uh, a lot of our farms all of our farms are they're, they're fairly illiquid it's land equipment animal machinery Uh it's just not easy to divide up Uh, usually i start the conversation by you know i I know you have three kids here and one's one's on the farm taking over and and the other two are are doing their own thing or successful in their own um walks of life what what is your plan what do you have in place right now uh and then once we get into it a little bit further you know everybody wants the farm to continue but a lot of times they don't want to disinherit the other two if you can revise your documents to say you know the farm's going to go to the, the one who's operating the farm and the reason the farm is still here is because that individual mm-hmm. has been there working on it but it's a hard decision to say I'm going to give 95 percent mm-hmm. of our net worth which is the farm you know and the other two don't get anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes life insurance can come in and we use it as a tool to help uh, divide an estate upon upon passing where the farm can go one way. Some amount of cash can go the other way. Nobody has to try to buy each other out. That gets messy when siblings have to try to purchase assets from non-business mm-hmm. uh, siblings, and uh, it's, it's not clean by any sense of the oh, imagination.
0: No, at all. And uh, I've seen it. Tear families apart. You're exactly right, uh, Jared Nelson. Again in studio with us. He is a agent and financial advisor with Rural Mutual Insurance. Tell me a little bit about how you evaluate people's setup. What sh- what should I know? What should I ask?
1: Uh, <clears throat> great question. We life insurance. There's a lot of, as you said, different types, and there's different reasons. Um, just like we have a lot of different tools in our toolbox. Uh, there's a lot of different types of life insurance. There's term life insurance, which is a great tool to use to help protect debt. You know, if, if somebody passes away, uh, it provides liquidity. But the problem with term insurance is that after the 10 or 15 or 20 years uh, period of time, that policy usually goes away. You know, it was a, think about it as renting. Uh, if you want to use a hundred acres of land and it's $8,000 an acre, You might not be able to buy it, but maybe you could rent it. Now renting it, you pay a few hundred dollars an acre, you get the use of it for a period of time, whatever your rent contract was. Mm -hmm. Term insurance works the same way where we use it to temporarily cover a debt. Uh, Maybe there's partners that are in a business together and we wanna buy out the other partner. So if two brothers own a farm together, but there isn't a succession next generation on one or either side, you can use term insurance to protect the other party. Uh, with estate planning, one of the the more rare types of insurance that people don't know is, is out there. Um, it's called a second-to-die policy. And Farm Bureau Life, our, our life insurance company, uh, issues it's one policy, and it's written on two different people, usually a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. And what it states is that it's a guaranteed permanent policy, so it's never going to expire. The premiums are level, and it's going to pay its benefit when the second of the two spouses passes away. So if we have our legal documents in order, whether it's a will or a trust, revocable trust plan, that say if, uh, if the husband passes away first, the assets transfer to the wife, the next generation can continue operating the farm, they can pay mom rent for the land, so she has some rental income. Maybe she's still working there doing the books, doing mm-hmm. field work, you know, we do everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody does everything uh, in, in farming. Uh, but eventually when the second spouse passes away, that's when the legal documents would say, hey, all of the land and all of the equipment and the animals, buildings, they're gonna go to the, the, the child that's on the, the uh, farming operation but then we have this second-to-die policy that now pays a cash, uh, tax-free cash benefit, and that can be used to provide some cash to any number of other siblings, mm-hmm. if we want to try to divide an estate. Some people are fine with everything going one way, and the other two not, not, you know, participating. But a lot of times, um, that that hang-up is somewhere in in mm-hmm. people's minds, and it prevents them from doing planning because they don't want the family to argue and fight by having one get everything and the other two get nothing.
0: Oh, it is. That is a crossroads that so many families have to try to cross. Now, talk to me a little bit more about, like I said, so many different variations of life insurance, um, and do they work better? You mentioned a will a trust, a revocable trust, that's, I mean, do they play nice together, Jared, or do you have to be involved in that conversation with my attorney to keep everything uh, friendly and in the proper terminology?
1: Uh, great question. They work They work very well together. And oftentimes I am working with um, our client's attorney, uh, sometimes they don't. They don't have an attorney that specializes in this. So we have uh, several attorneys that we can refer people to that we've worked with in the past. We cannot draft legal documents. We cannot provide legal advice. But when I'm sitting in that meeting, one thing I can provide is some interpretation. A lot of times, uh, it's a very. It can be a very confusing and difficult topic. And people that do it every single day, they tend to use jargon. They tend to use language that might fly over the head of, of our 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 clientele. And what I try to do is is slow it down. And and when I notice that there's a disconnect and it's on the communication, I can I can be an interpreter and and kind of help them through so they understand what they're talking about from the law law and document perspective. And then oftentimes I'm designing my my life insurance product to work within their, you know, within their documents. Sometimes we're drawing up a, what's called an irrevocable life insurance trust. It's a trust that the attorney puts together. It can own the life insurance and then it's not part of your either taxable estate or not part of your estate for uh, long-term care purposes. So there's a lot of coordination that goes with the insurance and the attorney to make it a uh, a viable plan for our customers.
0: Oh my goodness, you just opened up a whole can of worms on more questions that I have about insurance uh, and life insurance. Again, if you're just joining us, Jared Nelson is our guest today. This is the Rural Mutual Roundtable. I'm Pam Yonke. He is an agent and financial advisor with Rural Mutual. I always want to remind you to uh, go to the website if you've got questions, if you want to follow up, as uh, Jared pointed out, they've got support staff there. They can help you find resources if you're looking for somebody to help you their website again ruralmutual.com all right so let's get clear for folks when you're talking about a farm that's multi-generational or just a farm maybe with no errors have to figure that one out too give them an idea of how long this process can take jared because if if you've ever waded into this pool you know that you better be ready for the long haul it is a a little bit of a cumbersome project how long do your average projects take
1: well it's a it's a great great question and uh the answer is there is no end (laughs) because uh life changes you have divorces Mm -hmm. you have children you could have uh handicapped Mm -hmm. children there are as life changes so so does your plan um, so death disability divorce are, are three things that we say hey when when those things happen you, you should call an appointment and, and you know let's yeah. let's take a look at things there's also law changes that happen every single year seems like uh, so it, it and I, I start out by saying it's an endless process but on the other on the other hand you have to take that first step You have to take the first step, and and we can't let perfect be the enemy of good. If we have what we have in place right now, and we know that isn't right, the old will I referenced Mm -hmm. before that gives it equally to the three kids, we know that's going to be a nightmare. We can meet with our attorney, and we might not know exactly how we want it to end, but we know something's got to change, and we need to at least keep the farm going, so we need to have some... Some allocation or agreement in in writing that says the farm is going you know over here and they have the right to, to rent the land so that it isn't the worst case scenario is is I've seen six siblings uh, off the farm and one sibling on the farm and there is no way that the one on can can afford to purchase even if they would allow it they'd work their rest of their natural life paying off their siblings for a farm uh, and the whole thing was sold. Mm-hmm. And in that instance, the the one that that um, was on the farm, the neighbor bought it. Well, he went to work for the neighbor on what used to be his dad's farm. You know, so that that's not a, a ideal situation. Um, not to say that that if they had have met me three years before, it'd have been perfect. But we know what we have right now isn't working. Let's start the process, and it starts with a step. And you you either revise a will plan or a trust plan. And the attorney can can you know advise you on on the good, bad, and indifferent of the other of those two plans. But we need to have something started.
0: Can I ask you? I don't mean to be rude, I guess, but curious. How do I evaluate how much money I should be spending on life insurance? I mean, um, I like your idea. You know, like you said, it's a great tool if you're trying to figure out how. To transition that farm estate down the road. What about the rest of us? How should we how much is too much or not enough as far as life insurance?
1: The answer to how much life insurance should I have and how much I, I spend on it is a little bit different for each each person. Everybody has Um, the, the, the 40 year old with three younger kids is in a different situation than the, Mm -hmm. the 50, 60 year old with kids that are grown. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's whether you're on a farm or or not on a farm. Uh, a lot of times people like to have a small amount, 50,000 or a hundred thousand of life insurance that is going to, you know, take care of final expenses and provide a little liquidity. They're not looking to enrich anybody, but, uh, it doesn't. It allows them some liquidity so that that assets don't need to be liquidated or, or sold at the time of death to pay mm-hmm. some expenses. Uh, as far as you know how it relates to our to our farm, it has to be affordable. Uh, if okay. we can't pay for it and you can't keep it going, uh, it can be a waste of money. If you pay premiums on any type of life insurance policy and then have to quit it a few years later because it's not affordable, we haven't done anybody any favors, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's. It's, it's not good for anybody. So it has to be able to to fit within the budget. I wish I could make it tax deductible, uh, but but it is not. Uh, but the farm can be the payer of it. The farm can be the owner of the policies in different situations. So we really just have to work with your specific situations and what your goals are. What are you trying to accomplish and, and how can life insurance tool be used to help you accomplish those goals within your budget.
0: Again, if you're just joining us, this is Jared Nelson. We're having a very interesting conversation about life insurance and kind of the entire estate planning uh, conversation that has to be happening. Uh, More available at ruralmutual.com, of course. Uh, Jared, I want to ask you another question. We're talking a lot about mom and dad and them thinking forward about transitioning the farm. There's some farms that have kind of made some of those changes Over time, uh, maybe the son, daughter, brother, whomever's part of the partnership has been aggressively securing their own ownership within a farm. But then mom and dad start showing their age and we may not be quite over that what about something, and I'm, my fear is mom and dad, somebody's going to fall, break a hip, and end up in the nursing home. And then all of a sudden I have a fear factor of that. How do you handle that kind of conversation when the kids start saying, geez, mom and dad aren't so good anymore, I don't know if that life insurance policy is what we want because they may end up in the nursing home for a long time. How do you handle that? Like you said, it's a life situation, but how do we, how do we have to think through that?
1: So, uh, very good question. I think that's probably top of mind for, for many of our, our, our listeners. Everybody knows somebody who has spent significant time in a nursing home, and everybody has seen the expenses of, of nursing home costs and, and what it can do to an operation. If you have to sell assets, not only do you have to sell them and pay that big capital gains tax so you're kissing 20% of it goodbye to, to Uncle Sam because you've depreciated everything down, or your cost basis is so low, but now then you have to take the remainder and, and use it for um, paying for, for final expense. Um, we have long-term care insurance. There are some, some pitfalls with long-term care insurance that I don't want to get into here mm-hmm. on, on this limited time, but one way the life insurance industry has evolved over the years is they there's a rider that we can attach to a life insurance policy and that rider says that on this life insurance policy, if you pass away, we're going to pay X dollars to your beneficiaries. However, if you need help before you pass away in the form of nursing home care or in-home care, if you qualify Mm -hmm. by not being able to do two of those six functions of daily living, Mm -hmm. which falling and breaking the hip would then qualify you for a nursing home stay, this then triggers that benefit and it can pay you cash while you are alive to help pay for your expenses. So it's a policy that, it's a life insurance policy, pays that death, but also if you need help, can advance this death benefit while you're living to help pay expenses when the money is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are different ways that we can accomplish that, but for mom and dad who might already be in their 80s, it's kind of the case of whatever's in their file cabinet is, is what they have at that point. There's not any solutions on the life insurance side that we can do at that point. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's important to have the conversation with that 50, 55-year-old uh, who's witnessing it and worried about it. Mm-hmm. And their you know, son's out driving the tractor, or daughter's out you know, with, the, with the cattle. Um, they're going to have that same fear 30 years from now when it's you. Yep. So this is why we need to get out in front of it for, for you.
0: Exactly. Like you said, planning for your future as much as you're planning for theirs. So I'm ready to have a meeting with you, Jared. I need to know what I have to bring. How do you what kind of documents do you ask for? What things should I be thinking about when I'm ready to have this conversation? And who else do you want in on the conversation? Again, Jared Nelson in studio with us. Help me get ready for that meeting.
1: Uh, very good question I I like to meet with if we're dealing with a couple I like both there Um, you know typically there's one that that handles more of this and the other one handles more of this but I want both of them there because we're talking about your your lives and and your wants and and I really need both people to be in there and they don't necessarily have to be on the same page they just have to be you know we just have to to be willing to look at solutions now as far as what documents you need um, if you can bring your most recent updated copy of a will or revocable trust, and you share that with me, I can help you understand how it's set up right now. And if that's not the way you want it to go, we can you know, call your attorney or a referred attorney to get that uh, part situated. As far as the, the life insurance, if you have current life insurance of any size, shape, or form, I want you to bring those statements in. And a lot of times we are not we are not replacing the life insurance that you have. We're simply building around it, because if you have a good policy that you bought ten years ago, right. you're ten years older. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not be in as good as health as you were ten years ago. It's pro- it, it's probably a good policy. We just it might be in in ad- adequate. It might uh, be owned improperly. We can change the ownership or change the beneficiaries. Bring in what you have so that we know, you know, where are we starting from. You know, if 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 we're lost and we have to drive to St. Louis, the most important part is, uh, you know, where are we today? Mm-hmm. Do I drive north, south, east, or west? Well, doesn't matter if you even if you know where you want to go, if you don't know where you're at right now, it's kind of that's where we gotta kind of identify.
0: Do you need to see, for example, if it is a farm? Do you like to see? Uh, balance sheet, uh, financial statement, and the reason I say that is you mentioned insurance as a possible tool. Some of our farms may still be carrying a pretty good-sized chunk of debt. Um, Is that something you'd like them to be forthcoming with?
1: Uh, Yes, but I don't need to see the the details. Uh, You know, the old horseshoes and hand grenades. You know, I, I got... 500 acres at, you know, no, not what the bank's telling you it's worth, you know, what's the actual value on it, you know, ballpark the debt. I've been on, you know, farms with five to 10 million of debt and 20 million assets. I've been on, you know, every size, shape of farm. I don't need to see the details. Just, I need you to just be close and, and uh, for that initial meeting, now down the road, might we want to get a little bit more detail. Yes, but I'm trying to make that first step as less, at least scary as possible. So you kind of know what your situation is. And I start with a blank notebook and, you know, what is your name, spouse's name? Yeah. Tell me about your kids, all of them, you know, and who's on the farm, what do they do and who are they married to? And do we have grandkids and, you know, get that family tree going. Um, so the first meeting is, is informational and you don't need to have a whole lot of detail. If you have some detail on those life insurance policies that you already exist, we can do some homework and tell what you have and how it works, and that, that helps us for appointment number two, where we come and show you how to kind of dovetail things together.
0: Well, I sure hope that you are picking up all the information that Jared Nelson's been sharing with us. And more importantly, I hope that you understand you can get it done. There are people like Jared that are willing to help you, and I think sometimes we get so paralyzed by the idea of having what can sometimes, when it's a family farm, be difficult conversations. But like you said, you got to get started. You have to try to be proactive. And if you've got that will in the drawer, like you said, from back in the 80s, we all know things have changed. Why not uh, have somebody like Jared help you figure some things out? If you haven't started down the path, he definitely can help you get started. And uh, like you said, he's got other advisors that he's uh, happy to help refer you to to get that program going. Jared Nelson in studio with us. He's an agent and financial advisor with Rural Mutual Insurance. Uh, Like I said, a lot of times we talk specifically about the hard goods, the buildings, the cars, the, the animals, but Rural Mutual also cares about your quality of life and continuing that family farm heritage, if that's what you wish. Good guys like Jared Nelson will help you out. Want to get started? You can set up a conversation today. All you need to do is pop over to RuralMutual.com, find an agent near you or give them a call and they'll be happy to get you connected. You want a specific service like the one that Jared is talking about? Please let them know that as well. Again, RuralMutual.com. You can find it all right there. Again, our guest in studio, Jared Nelson. He's an agent, financial advisor, a dairy kid from Western Wisconsin originally, now uh, serving clients in South Central Wisconsin, but really helping to provide services as far as life insurance is concerned across the state of Wisconsin. Find him at ruralmutual.com. And that'll do it for this edition of the Rural Mutual Roundtable. Our friend in studio, Jared Nelson. He is a Rural Mutual agent and financial advisor specifically looking to help you with questions you might have on life insurance. It is a complicated situation for a lot of our farm families, but it's definitely a tool. Find more on the RuralMutual.com website. I'm Pam Yonke. Enjoy your day.